So without any further ado, I welcome Aya Sabana and its guided meditation on the elements. Okay. Let's put our hands together and um, uh, recite uh, the uh, uh, respect for the Buddha Dhamma Sangha. And I'll also uh, lead you in uh, taking the refuges as part of getting the mind orientated for a day of practice. So, uh, uh, repeat after me. Namo tasa bhagavato harahato samma sambuddhasa. Three times. Namo tasa bhagavato harahato samma sambuddhasa. Namo tasa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa. Namo tasa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa. And taking refuge, repeat after me. Buddham saranangachami. Dhammang saranangachami Sanghang saranangachami Dutiyampi buddham saranangachami Dutiyampi dhammang saranangachami Dutiyampi sanghang saranangachami Tatiyampi buddham saranangachami Tatiyampi dhammang saranangachami Tatiyampi sanghang saranangachami The teaching that I will be offering today is based on one of the most uh, sublime and profound uh, suttas to be found, in my opinion, anywhere in the... uh, um, uh, uh, early uh, teachings of Buddhism. Uh, the sutta is called the Exposition of the Elements, and it's number 140 in the uh, middle-length discourses of the Buddha. Uh, one of the ideas that I hope that you will get uh, and take home with you from this uh, day is that the teachings that we find in the early suttas may seem like an exposition of some intellectual ideas 
or something like that. And one may be uh, curious about why the topics are put forth in such a repetitive format or why the topics are put forth in the order that they're um, uh, uh, set out in. But we uh, very often can take one of the early suttas as a guided meditation or as a meditation retreat and take even uh, one paragraph of the suttas and just take one phrase or one idea and bring that into our hearts to ponder and reflect about the meaning and to then uh, direct our mindful awareness towards that particular uh, point that's being uh, uh, pointed to uh, in order to realize directly through our own experience uh, what the Buddha is saying. Then uh, the suttas very often give a sequence of uh, uh, aspects of our experience to uh, direct and point the mind and to be able to clearly see and understand them. And that sequences are very often onward leading so that then uh, the uh, uh, very often it starts with something that's very simple, easy to understand. Everybody knows about um, that, you know, we have an eye and we have an ability to see. And then it uh, concludes at the uh, deepest and most uh, profound aspect of where uh, one is uh, letting go of all inclination towards proliferation and is able to uh, uh, wake up and um, uh, uh, realize our, our, our enlightenment. Yeah. So, so that's uh, the one, uh, one of the encouragements that I want you to have is to think then after this that this uh, particular sutta are many of the suttas that you find in the middle-length discourses, the long discourses, or the connected discourses of the Buddha, that you can take a sutta and on your own you can give yourself a meditation retreat just based on very slowly, patiently working and taking on board the suggestions that are made in a sutta. Uh, the uh, beginning uh, part that I want to uh, call your attention to here is the um, uh, internal, the basis of contact. That will be the uh, six sense bases. So, uh, for some reason, uh, the Blessed One thought that before uh, investigating and exploring the elements, one ought to explore and investigate, uh, wake up and become aware of the basis of contact. So please uh, come into a meditation posture. If sitting on a chair, it's good uh, to have the feet um, on the ground and to have 
um, the back uh, in an upright position, uh, not uh, slouched against the back of the chair, but instead uh, balanced. So sitting on a chair, you have the same experience of uh, that the spine is balanced and the body is upright, the same as you would have on the cushion or on the bench. If you're on the sitting on a cushion, it's uh, uh, g- good to have uh, a position which is uh, stable. If it's possible for the uh, knees to be um, on the um, on the mat, or else uh, sometimes people use a small cushion to uh, prop up and give some. Uh, extra support for the knees so then uh, the seat on the cushion and the knees become a kind of like a tripod and then once you get into the meditation uh, you're not having to exert so much effort to stay upright because uh, you've got a the architecture of the bones are are there to um, uh, support you and then uh, the position of the back uh, the tailbone is sometimes uh, tipped forward very slightly so that the backbone is in a slight um, S-curve, uh, not slouched over, but uh, uh, kind of like a, a spring uh, so that then you can experience uh, the torso and the back simply being balanced. Uh, you might think of swaying the body to and fro slightly to locate what's the uh, center point of balance. And then um, uh, the head is not lolling around forwards or backwards or sideways, but instead just balanced on the top of the spine. Uh, The chin might be down a little bit and one can visualize if there's a string at the crown of the head which is just pulling upward just ever so slightly so that the spinal cord opens up and you can Imagine the uh, the chi or the energy of the sensations coming through the spine is uh, flowing easily and not obstructed. And then having gotten into this nice position, uh, simply relax and allow the arms just to be hanging from the body. Let the shoulders drop down a little bit. Imagine the belly and all the things inside the torso are just hanging. Now this is the meditation posture and we're trying for the next 30 minutes to stay in one posture without moving at all. 
just take a few minutes to experience being in this posture. A person consists of six bases of contact. There is the eye base of contact with the physical apparatus of the eye and the brain and the mental aspect of the seeing ability there's a contact through the eye. You can open your eyes and notice how seeing occurs. And then even with the eyes Closed are the eyes three quarters closed and the eyes not focusing on any object. You can notice there is still something happening with the eye contact. On seeing a form with the eye, one explores a form productive of joy. Uh, Joy means mental, pleasant feeling. One explores a form productive of grief. And grief, in this case, is a mental, unpleasant feeling. Or one explores a form productive of equanimity. 
uh, referring to a mental neutral feeling. So the feeling is the sensation arising instantaneously with each moment of contact through the eye. Feeling is experience. Before the words, before the names, before the labels, there's that initial experience. See if you can notice the contact from the eye base and what color is the feeling arising from that. There is the base of ear contact. On hearing a sound with the ear, one explores a sound productive of joy. One explores a sound productive of grief. One explores a form productive of equanimity. So turn your attention to hearing and the feeling color that arises from each moment of hearing.
there is the base of nose contact and smelling an odor with the nose. One explores an odor productive of joy, an odor productive of grief, or an odor productive of equanimity. Turn our awareness towards the smells we can smell and the feeling that arises from that moment by moment. There is the base of body contact. Uh, There is the base of tongue contact. On tasting a flavor with the tongue, one explores a flavor productive of joy. One explores a flavor productive of grief. One explores a flavor productive of equanimity. So directing attention to the taste, 
whatever you can taste in the mouth? Become aware of the feeling that arises from that moment by moment. There is the base of body contact. On touching a tangible object with the body, one explores a tangible object productive of joy, productive of grief, or productive of equanimity. So notice the seat touching the cushion, the hands touching your legs or your lap, the clothes touching the body, the air touching the body. Notice the moment of contact and the feeling that arises 
with each moment of contact. There is the base of mind contact. Uncognizing a mind object with the mind, one explores a mind object productive of joy, productive of grief, or productive of equanimity. Now withdraw your attention away from the five physical senses. Just touch the breath briefly with each in-breath and out-breath to keep your meditation on track. So breathing in, for a moment you notice breathing in. Breathing out, for a moment you notice breathing out. Otherwise, not paying attention to the five senses, just being quiet, something may arise in the mind, and whatever arises, make a note moment by moment of the feeling tone Is it pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral?
Now I want you to continue this meditation by walking outside and deliberately looking at something to notice seeing. You can touch a tree and see if the feeling is. You can smell something. You can taste something. So 45 minutes to explore the senses, sensory contact, and the feelings that arise from sensory contact. You'll come back here at 10.30 for a brief instructions before lunch.
Friends, you might have noticed that the instruction that I gave this morning, which is coming directly from the sutta, is different than uh, a very uh, common instruction that we get in Vipassana retreats. It's very uh, usual to hear an instruction not to let the mind go to the external object, but just to keep the mind at the sense gate, noticing hearing, hearing, and not putting the attention on the sound. Uh, so this one paragraph in, in this uh, sutta is giving us the permission and the advice from the Blessed One that it's good, normal, to explore objects with full awareness. So we're exploring an object and we know that we're exploring an object. Uh, here's a small cushion. It's square. It's pink. It's uh, soft. It smells a little bit like soap. Um, and it's uh, very light and easy to carry. And if I put it behind my seat, I might notice that um, when sitting uh, without the big uh, zafu on a hard surface, that this light, small little cushion makes the difference between being able to sit comfortably and feeling uncomfortable when sitting on a flat surface. So that would be, all this is exploring an object. Uh, maybe the color to me is neutral, it doesn't make a difference or not. Um, maybe the uh, lightness of it is something that brings joy because it seems like a good, um, uh, a nice quality. Uh, then uh, perhaps I might think, um, I wish we had six of these at our monastery, and that would be an unpleasant thought because it's a dissatisfaction with um, what is and wishing for reality to be different than what it is. So you can do this uh, throughout the day. You could spend a whole month just really practicing being very aware of the objects that come into your view which sense is it that's engaged? Is it the seeing, the smelling, the tasting? What sense is involved? And uh, coming to make a, a really clear um, idea about uh, what is it, pleasant, unpleasant, neutral, to classify things. Like, for example, wishing for something. Um, maybe that's a pleasant thing to you, is to sit around wishing and wanting. But... Uh, you might also see that as being an unpleasant thing because it's uh, the opposite of contentment. You might see that um, when there's a pleasant feeling, uh, there's also a kind of appropriation that we want to keep the pleasant feeling or keep the pleasant object with us. Or if there's a, a neutral feeling, it might be a kind of a a, a deep kind of stability or contentment, just let it be. Huh? So um, that's a, a, during the lunch hour is a wonderful opportunity to um, explore the objects that are coming into your mouth um, during the lunch. And then um, uh, this afternoon the, uh, we'll be uh, 
moving on to the next stage of this instruction, which is the engagement with the elements. Uh, at this moment, the uh, bhikkhunis are going to go outside, and Paige is going to give you uh, some uh, directions about the meal. And then uh, after that, those of you who want to be involved in offering food to the bhikkhunis can go out to the tables outside and um, make the offer. So this is my uh, brief instruction for this moment. I forgot to mention, uh, I'll invite Paige to put a question box, questions box. You can write down a question during the lunch hour, and I'll try to work it into the uh, uh, talks uh, this afternoon. And then uh, at the last session of the day, there will be another chance for you to ask questions. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.